It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Black Jesus. And we're back at it again. Well, maybe just me. I'm back at it again. Thank you for joining us here at the Nor'easter Sportscast. I am your host, Big Cinnamon. Some of you may call me Keith Pfeiffer, but most of you call me Big Cinnamon. Appreciate taking the time here to talk with us, some NFL talk. Now, before we get into the show, I have some sad news. Uh, We lost Kyle Anderson. Not in the... We lost him because he's gone from this earth, but we lost Kyle Anderson as as a devoted NFL fan. And this could be for a week... This could be for a month. This could be for a year. I really don't know. But, you know, over the course of this season, it's been a constant struggle with Kyle and the NFL where he's threatened to quit. I said, don't quit on the NFL, Kyle, and I have to reel him back in. And then another dumbass call happens, and he threatens to quit, and I reel him back in. It's like one of those adorable, not-so-adorable love stories of high school, right, where he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me. But at the end of the day, I think the the straw that broke the camel's back was the interception touchdown, whatever you want to call it, of the Seahawks game. Uh, this was another call that was, well, questionable at best. And for that being, Kyle is done with the NFL for now, and he is not the only one uh, over the last, over the year to year, NFL ratings have been dropping 7%, so... This is just another another passenger that we can wave goodbye for now. And Kyle will always be welcome back here on the Nor'easter, but I think he's going to take a break right now. And I, I can't really say I blame him. So for the time being, you're stuck with me. Big cinnamon, serenade your eardrums for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, hour and a half. Maybe I'll talk all night. I don't know. I really don't have a plan to this, but, you know, I am here giving you some hot takes and some some updates of what we've seen in the crazy crazy first 7 weeks of the NFL. Before we before we get going though, I do want to give out a shout out to my sponsor, Papa Bear's kind of healthy nut butters. You know, I love papabear.com, the original churro butter, the nanner butter, and my personal favorite, the toasted coconut cashew butter. So go over to ilovepapabear.com, get yourself Papa Bear, kind of healthy nut butters. You will not regret it. You actually will thank me. I had a bunch of listeners already uh, get at me on Twitter and whatnot saying that they love the Papa Bear's nut butter. So do yourself a favor. Go over to ilovepapabear.com and get some some kind of healthy nut butter. So we're going to start here taking a quick look back at the first seven weeks and maybe recapping in week seven, which has 
most likely been the craziest of them all. You know, when when going back and looking at my weekly picks on a a week-to-week basis, you know, sometimes I do good. I'm proud of myself. I'm, you know, beating my chest because, you know, I feel like I'm the man. And then there's other days where I get, like, four wins. I go, like, four and 12, and, you know, I want to crawl in the ball and die. You know, so a little bit of it, you know, some of the times after looking back at my picks, you know, my words start to slur, and and the only reaction I have is really... So, you know, just in week seven alone, if we can if we can take a quick look back at it, we had some weird stuff. First of all, we had a starting quarterback quarterback in the NFL win a professional football game, completing only four passes. Now, you could also say there was a team in the NFL that lost a game with the opposing quarterback only competing for completing four passes. The Pythagorean theorem said that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one and one. In that same game, there was a DB that scored two touchdowns or a total of 12 points. And that's that that or that guy scored more than eight teams combined. We had two shutouts that broke scoring streaks of 10 plus years. All right. We had Blake Bortles. Yes, that Blake Bortles. I know. I know. Blake Bortles throw for 330 yards. We had hide-and-go-seek played on a professional football. And we had the Fog Bowl of 2017. I mean, you can't make this shit up. This stuff is so unpredictable. It, it is absolute chaos right now in the NFL. And, and we'll get into the chaos a little bit later. In the episode, uh, just talking about what we're seeing right now with the AFC and the NFC, because really, shit's up for grabs, and it's really anybody's ball game. And yeah, let's just get into it. So if we take a look this year in general, thing, I mean, it's just a weird season. So let's let's start at the AFC. So we'll start in the AFC East. We have three teams in the AFC East that have winning records. I know that AFC East. I know. Crazy, isn't it? And the Jets aren't even that far behind. They're three and four. I mean, nobody, nobody thought the Jets would be in the position they are. I mean, 0-7 was kind of written all over this team. But you have, I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots. Everybody expected them to be there. They don't look like the Patriots of old. And Matt Ryan is the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. So I'm not taking too much from that win. Sunday night, but like the Miami Dolphins are four and two. The 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 Buffalo Bills have a re- winning record. I mean, is this still the same NFL that I've been watching for the last ten years, twenty years? No is this the same NFL Kyle Anderson has been watching for the last forty years? It's football. I've been watching it for forty years. Forty. Uh, and then you go in the AFC South, and it's even it's even more weird, right? So. I can't say that there's any team right now in the AFC South that I completely trust. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars are just running all over teams. They're averaging 169 yards yards a game. I mean, everybody was high on the Tennessee Titan train, and Mariota's been hurt, and that's been an up-and-down team. You got probably, Deshaun Watson is probably one of the biggest surprises you have in the NFL. Now, they had a bye week in week seven, but they're sitting at three and three, and you honestly, 
if you're going to put stock into any team in the AFC South, you probably are going to put stock into them. And then you have the Colts, which it is probably one of the worst run franchises in the NFL. If they did not have Andrew Luck, this team would be put, put always in the bottom five of the league year in, year out. All right. And then you go out to the AFC West, and trends are 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 starting to change a little bit. So the Chiefs just lost two in a row. I They're coming on the decline. Now, I still think they're going to be there at the end, but it's it's just, do I trust Andy Reid when it comes to playoff football time? Hell no, till the no, no, no. I mean, he's a great regular season coach. That team's going to be there. They're going to, I think they're one of the locks for the playoffs, but you know, they showed, they showed chinks in their armor. They, 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 they don't look like that perfect 5-0 team. I think teams are figuring out a way to battle them and beat them. And then you have the Raiders, which Carr, it just seems like you want Carr to stay healthy all the time, but he's not. But that win at home against the Chiefs is starting to kick a trend upwards. So they might start to get get hot around here. They finally got Amari Cooper going. I think he had like 200 yards and two two touchdowns on Thursday night. So you kind of get a feeling that that team's on the up and coming, as well as the San Diego Chargers. The San Diego Chargers starting zero four. They won three straight. They handled they handled the Broncos. I mean, is this going to be one of these teams that are gonna gonna make a push for it here? And this is kind of go time. We're getting in the middle of the season, so if you're gonna make a move, you better start making it soon. And and then the Broncos. I mean, first two weeks I was really high on Simeon, and Man, that kid, they're forcing that team to throw, and they can't throw the ball. And, and you know, they're 3-3 three and three now. They're probably, I could see them ending up around 500. I, you know, I just, the kid hasn't showed me a lot over the last four to five, five days. And I can call him kid, by the way. I can call him kid because he's younger than me. You know, I have a rule that I'll never get a jersey of a guy that's younger than me, but I can call you kid. As long as you're a year younger than me, I can call you kid. So the kid's a kid. But yeah, the kid has showed me nothing. So we got the the AFC, the AFC West is I think not up for grabs, but I think there could be one or two teams that come out of there that go into playoff spot, and it might not be. I I thought if there was going to be, honestly, that that division was stacked, and the Chargers were the only team that I wasn't really high on. But if the trend continues, I think the Broncos are going to be stuck here in the mud. I think the Chargers could surpass them, and they could make a run at the end. But as we'll see, there's a lot of teams that can make a run. I mean, look, it's only seven weeks, but it's just been some weirdness. I mean, the only the only really division that makes sense right now is the AFC North, right? The Steelers are in force first. The Browns are in last. Joe Flacco and Andy Dalton are proving that they're not elite, right? So, that ah, finally, a division that makes sense. But, I mean, after seven weeks, there's... There's what? There's three teams sitting at five and two, right? You got the Steelers, you got the Patriots, you got the Chiefs, right? So there's a lot of there's a lot of BS that is coming out of the Patriots locker room that I don't I mean the the Steelers locker room that I don't like, right? And I I don't know what's going on with Tomlin. There's there's it seems like every every star on that team has had a problem and has gone to the media to vent. So I'm not a huge fan of that. The Chiefs just lost two in a row. They they proved like everybody was buying high on them. You know, I think it's finally people are pumping the brakes. And the Patriots, 
everybody expects them to have a winning record. Everybody expects them to be the top of the AFC. But I think we're kind of realizing that there is some stuff here that I don't know that 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 isn't great. I you know that defense looks look good Sunday night, but I mean Matt Ryan is so overrated. He's so mediocre. I I'm not buying too much stock in that. I I think I think week eight or week nine we'll see the same Patriots defense that we saw the first six weeks. But like out of the whole AFC, I mean there's really only two teams that aren't in it right now, and that's the Browns and the Colts. Now. I understand that you could make an argument for the Bengals and the Jets and, and maybe even in, in the Ravens, but I mean they're they're three and four. I, I mean after seven weeks, I mean you're only a game below five hundred. And look at I've seen some weirder shit than like the Jets going on a run here and really screwing themselves out of the high draft pick. I mean, that would be so Jets. That would be perfect, Silly. Actually, that might be my hot tag. The Jets are going to make a playoff run here. Why? Because it would be the total Jets move. But, you know, there there's four teams, one game one game under uh 500. So we got we got 13 13 of the 15 teams are still Kind of in it. I mean, we could argue what what team's for real and what team's for not. But sitting this, you know, week seven, there's not a lot of teams that you can completely, 100% count out. Do the math. It's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely uh, chaos. So, I mean, there's plenty of times for some of these three and four teams to make a run at it. There's there's plenty of time for some of these uh, 500 teams or four and three teams to blow it up and screw it up. And look at Pitt, New England, Kansas City. They're sitting okay. They're sitting pretty pretty at five and two. But if you come up and say Pitt's going to lose two of the next three, or or if you say Kansas City's going to keep on the losing streak, or the Pats are are going to lose a couple games they should win just because their defense gave up another 300-yard passer and, and gave up 30 or more points, it's, I'm not going to act shocked. Completely not going to act shocked. So we'll see what's no we'll see what's going on there. And then if we shift the attention over to the NFC, so look at I know I'm a biased Eagles fan. I don't doubt it. I love my Eagles. I mean, at the most part, if I give myself any type of credit, I don't know if it's credit that I deserve, but like, I'm I'm fairly negative on the Eagles. I've just been heartbroken enough by this team. I have. I, I've 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 seen two NFC Championship losses in person i've seen a super bowl loss in person this team knows how to break my heart it does and it, it pretty much breaks my heart every year and every year i keep, keep on running back to them but i'm always skeptical skeptical of this team but i'll tell you what it's hard not to fall in love with carson wentz the, i don't know what it is but the guy has been it. this excited since i abused those caffeine pills to get ready for the big show losing peters last night sucked losing Jordan Hicks for the season is going to hurt. There's no there's no doubt about it. But what this once does on a week-to-week basis and how he gets everybody around this team playing better. You know, you you would have to once is a top top QB in the NFC and he you can make an argument that already he could be one of the top QBs in the league. And I don't think that's a hot take or an over exaggeration. He's he's he has 17 touchdowns. He has four picks. He some of the throws and the plays he made against the Washington Redskins Monday night were just unreal. And the Eagles are sitting are the only team in the NFL right now at six and one. 
and we played and the Eagles play the 49ers Sunday so you're you're thinking they should go seven one but nothing's guaranteed in the NFL but just in the NFC if we stay on the NFC East in general you have Dallas and Washington look at I know we beat Washington twice here, which is great, but they're not a bad team. And if they can get Jordan Reed going, I think that team is going to cause a lot of headaches for a lot of teams. They're not, they're setting at 500, but they're not bad. And they, they can make a run out of this as well as Dallas. You know, everybody, I, I'm tired of everybody buying stock into this last Dallas win. You beat the 49ers. Me, my dad, and my grandmother can go out and at least give the 49ers a good run for their money. I mean, they're, I mean, it's, I get it. They're a professional football team, but, like, they're in a huge rebuilding mode. So, like, everybody get off Dallas's nuts here because they beat the 49ers. But, on the same token, they're still a good team. They, they, they still can run the ball. Dak Prescott, you know, I think he has, I think his stats are actually better this year than they were last year. That team is always going to, always going to cause you fits down the road. So within the NFC East, you know, Eagles, Dallas, Washington, I think all are going to be players near the end of the season. Now, who gets in, who gets out, I don't know. Too early to, to call that, but I think all three of those teams could be in the mix. And then, you know, you go into the NFC North. The Packers aren't going to stay near the top there. I mean... I, Rodgers does too many things for that team to, and the Hunley is not the same guy. Rodgers makes up for so many errors on that Packers team. It's not even funny. No other person can do it the same way that Rodgers does. So, you're I'm anticipating them to slip. I think this is actually the Vikings division to win. I can't believe a Case Keenum team, led team, is actually in this position. But they have a great enough defense. You know what they're doing. Their offensive line is giving, giving the Vikings at least the, the running lanes and giving Keenum enough protection to get the ball out of his hands. And this is all without Stefan Diggs. And once he comes back, I think this that kind of propels the Vikings to the front runners of this division. You know, I don't think there's really a bigger disappointment in the league than the Detroit Lions right now. They're sitting at 3-3. Three and three. Maybe the spy week has allowed them to fix stuff and we could see Stafford be the $25 million man that he got paid to be. And the, the the fact that the Bears have three ones is very impressed, but they're not going to win a lot of football games if Trubisky is only going to throw the ball seven times. I'm sorry. They're going to, from here on out, they're going to make, they're going to stack the box, nine, ten in the box. They're going to ask this kid to throw it on him. And, well, let's just say I don't think he's there yet to actually win those football games for the Bears. But... So I, I would say that the NFC North is probably one of the only divisions where I, I feel like I have a good grasp of who's going to come out of that. But then we go to the NFC South, and it's a fucking mess, man. It, it's awful. So I have absolutely no faith in Atlanta or Carolina. I think Carolina Carolina still has a winning record. I think they're four and three right now. Uh, but does Cam Newton give you any faith on a week-to-week basis that he can do it for your team? I mean, the guy has so many physical attributes, he has so many gifts, and yet he pisses away. And I, I swear, he spends more time picking out his stupid wardrobes than actually in the film room. I mean, the guy has been playing all for for the last two years. He had a couple good games this uh, this year, in which I was actually able to win some fantasy games, but... 
I thought this was going to be a huge rebound year, and I honestly think this is just the Cam Newton we're going to have to grow and learn to deal with the the ups and downs of roller coaster ride that that has been his play over the last two years, and then ATL. You know, Matt Ryan is a good quarterback. He is a franchise quarterback, but he's not elite. He's not great. This team this team is hurting. This team is hurting without Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator. They just don't the Super Bowl hangover is real. And I know we got all excited when they beat the the Packers on that Sunday night game, you know, where Chick-fil-A was closed and the the, the sunroof was closed because that shit's broken, but Honestly, I, I can't give any faith in ATL. And and honestly, Tampa Bay Bucks, what is going on with them? What is going on? So, I can't believe I said this because after the first two weeks, it looked like the Saints were done and over and the Drew Brees era and the Sean Payton era were coming to an end. And wouldn't you know, holy shit, they won four in a row and now on the top of the a- NFC South. And they kind of, they look scary. They finally have some defense. They they they're they're making plays on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Drew Brees, he's pushing forty two. I mean, but he's still slinging the ball around. Maybe a few more picks than what we're accustomed to. But I mean, this team looks scary. They look dangerous. They have weapons on the outside. They they actually have a running game in Ingram. They probably they're probably one of the teams that scare me the most right now in the NFC. And I can't believe I'm saying that. And then. You know, you go out, you go out onto the NFC West, and you get, you know, it feels like every year we talk about the Seahawks, how they're up and down and up and down, and for some reason they just know how to win football games, and they win football games, you know, and it's not the prettiest, and they're ugly games, and I, you know, I always want more out of Russell Wilson, but he, I, he went, and that defense is looking scary. It took a couple, took him a couple weeks to actually get their shit together, but. They're finally coming around, and then the Rams. <sighs> wow. The Ra- I mean, who- look, if they had talent, but the problem is Jeff Fisher and that staff never could get a solid product on the field with all the talent they had. And then this young kid, actually, I can't call him, I, I can't call him a kid, but he's he's pretty young. A thirty year old head coach comes around, and it, it just makes golf look like an NFL quarterback. Can you believe it? So, you know, out of the NFC West, there's two teams, I think, that, that we should keep the eye on, the Seahawks and, and the Rams. Now, the 49ers are dead on the water, and I just I don't see this team, the, the Cardinals, doing well without Carson Palmer. Uh, you know, Stanton is not the answer there. You know, somebody needs to give Kaepernick a call here. There are some teams that could really use a quarterback, but they won't. But they should. And that's where I'll leave it there. I mean, if I'm the Cardinals, it's about fucking time you, you give this guy kid a call. But, I mean, just in the NFC team, you got you got 13 teams with three wins or more. You got 11 teams with 500 records or better. I mean, it's still early, but there's so much time for either, you know, somebody to screw this up or or a team to really get a run at it and... and, and give themselves in the next couple of weeks a good push here to put themselves in position to get that that playoff berth near the end of the season. So teams in general are crazy and just some of some of these player stats are just are just absurd. Like let's let's take a look at Josh McCown. I know, laugh it up. I'll give you a second. <laughs> 
Josh McCown. So let's get into Josh McCown. He has a better quarterback rating than Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Stafford, Eli Manning, Blake Bortles, Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton, Mariota, Big Ben, and Cam Newton. That's a pretty long list. I know. Keep on laughing, right? I mean, Josh McCown on the three and four Jets has a better QB rating than some of these huge franchise guys in the NFL. I mean, Alex Smith has 15 touchdowns and zero picks, and he's averaging 282 yards a game. Yeah, that Alex Smith. And then golf last year. I know he only had we only had a limited sample size, but five TDs, seven picks. This year, nine touchdowns, four picks, and most of those picks have been happening in the last couple of games. And is ahead of Stafford, Prescott, Manning, and twenty or seventeen other starters when it comes to QB rating and in yards. I mean, it, it absolutely makes no sense in the NFL what is going on right now. So, you know, when when it comes to picking games and trying to understand on a week-to-week basis of what's going to happen. Your guess is as good as mine, but we're going to get into games here and if we can see if we can use some stats to actually further our argument. <laughs> I thought that was funny, but hey, so now nice little segue here into like the actual the game lines here that we got going on uh for Sunday. Now a full um full disclosure here. I'm recording this ahead of time because me and uh Sarah or the girlfriend will be up in Portland, Maine this weekend. So I don't think I'll have a chance to do a live episode. So I'm recording this here Thursday night and I don't think I'll get it out before the Dolphins Ravens game tonight. Not like I want to comment on that to begin with because it's just a piece of shit game. But we're going to start with uh, the London game, the the Vikings at the Browns here. So uh, the line opened up at 9.5, Vikings being 9.5 point favorites. They have about an 80% win probability for this game. This is given by number fire. Vikings, I think, one-handedly, I think... You have to eat the points, unfortunately. Just within the Cleveland is uh, Cleveland's offense overall is twenty first in passing, twenty fifth in running. They're they're uh, gaining barely three hundred yards. They're averaging three hundred four yards a game versus a defense that is fourth overall in the league. They're twelfth against the pass. They're third against the run. So the Browns don't have anybody to throw the ball. The Vikings stopped the run. I just don't... It might not be a pretty game. It might be one of those 20-7 to seven games or 23-3 to three games. But I, I hardly seen... I don't see the Browns score more than 10 points in this game. For that reason, I'll take the Vikings. Uh, Vikings minus 9.5 um, over in London. Uh, one game... Uh, We'll go right into the Eagles because it's just a very non-interesting game. They're they're hosting the 49ers. Line open up at 13. The last time I checked, this line actually grew 
not shrunk, uh, which means there's probably a lot of smart money here on on the Eagles. If I'm actually looking line, it opened up at 13. It's moved up to 12 and a half, back down to 13, up to 12 and a half. It's probably going to stay around somewhere between 12 and a half. I, I, I'm guessing it's probably going to end up most likely around 11 and a half, 12 come Sunday morning. Uh, what I saw though is that teams that lost by double digits and underdogs next day or the next game are covering 58% of the time. This coming off an Eagles short week where they had the Monday night with the Redskins. They have a banged, banged up left left tackle position where Jason Peters is no longer able to play. So you got Holly Votel Vitae. I, th- I said that wrong, but you have him starting at left tackle, unproven commodity. You also lost Jordan Hicks in the middle. You know what? I hate to say this. I, I still think it's an Eagles Eagles win, but this might be a little bit closer. The 49ers might get a, a late BS touchdown to cover. I'm actually, I'll, I'll take the 49ers points, probably um, anything 49ers minus 12 or more. Um, I, I will probably take the 49ers here. Now, if it scoops down to 11 and a half, 11, 10 and a half, I'll probably take Eagles here. Uh, another interesting game uh, in the one o'clock state is the Raiders are going after the Buffalo Bills. So we've all we've all seen this, right? Uh, a West Coast team coming out East Coast uh, um, for a one o'clock game. You know the the Broncos got trapped in Buffalo in the same scenario. This time Buffalo is two and a half point favorites, or at least that's where the line opened up at. Um, currently, as Thursday night, if I'm taking a look at it. Yeah, it, it really it really hasn't moved. You know, the one thing here is the Bills can run the football. They they are they are well actually they can't really run that that well, but they they're averaging 117 yards on the ground where the uh Oakland defense is giving up 113 yards on the ground. Both passing offensives kind of stink of late now, not Thursday night when Carr. Uh but I probably Probably take, you know what, this is such a close matchup and the Raiders are coming off a 10-day break. Maybe, just maybe, the West Coast swing isn't as bad as it would if they're coming off a regular week. So, uh, since this matchup is pretty close in general, I'll take Raiders plus two and a half here. Probably staying away from this game altogether, though. Um Talking about a dog shit matchup, we have the Colts are at the Bengals. The the Colts are at ten and a half point dogs at at Thursday night here. Uh, the, it looks like the line has opened up at nine and a half points, and since there there's been a lot of smart money on the Bengals. You have two offenses that are shit here. You have. The Bengals are the 29th best offense. The Colts are the 28th best best offense. But really where the difference in this game is the defense. You have the Colts right now are giving up 425 yards a game where the Cincinnati Bengals are only giving up 289. And that's ranked fifth in the NFL at this time. All things considered, I think the Bengals have the playmakers. I am reluctantly have to start Andy Dalton this week in my fantasy league. 
but the defense wins here. Can the Colts score enough points on the road to cover the 10.5 points? I don't think so. Fortunately, I'll eat the 10.5 points and, and move on. Uh, we move on to the Buccaneers are hosting the Panthers. The, the Buccaneers here are two-point favorites in this game. So that, that is saying quite a lot in the eyes of Vegas. Number Fire has the Buccaneers at, um, have one probability of 59.1% in this matchup. Look at Cam Newton get, shows you nothing to have any type of confidence that on a week-to-week basis he can deliver. Cam Newton is more than capable of having a huge week, but on the road this year, he has looked like, well, more times than not on the road this year, he, has, he hasn't looked great. Buccaneers desperately need a win here to stay relevant within the NFC South. Uh, you know, I think when looking... One matchup I'm looking here is the, the Buccaneers' pass offense versus the Carolina pass defense. If we actually dig into those numbers, the Buccaneers have the best passing offense in the league, averaging 312 yards a game. The Carolina passing defense here has is fourth best in the league, uh, only giving up 180. 80 yards. So we have one thing is going to have to give in, in this game, but my lack, I mean, the fact that I have less confidence in Cam Newton this season than Jameis Winston should be enough. I'll probably take the Bucks minus two in this matchup and, and move on. We got the Saints are hosting the Bears. The Saints are the team that is looking like an up and up. Their defense is looking great. Do you do you have do you have faith that they're nine point favorites though in this game? I think you have to. At, at this point, the the Saints have been very ball hockey over the last couple of weeks. This could be a a team I could see them having two to three turnovers in this matchup. I don't think Trubisky is ready for the Thunderdome of New New Orleans Saints. Overall, like the way this, I like the form that the Saints defense is on. You know, the Bears. The it's going to be hard pressed for the Bears to win another football game with Trubisky completing less than ten passes. He's gonna. They're gonna test them. The Saints are gonna test them. They're gonna they're gonna stack the blocks, the and they're gonna they're gonna blitz this kid and force him to to make quick decisions on his head. And I just don't think he has the game experience, nor does he have the in game experience to do that because he doesn't throw the ball in the game. They just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball on the Saints, stacking the box, making this kid beat you, but he's not gonna beat you. I'll take the Saints minus nine. What is this game? We have yeah the Falcons at the Jets now. Uh, as of right now, is there a line for this game that I am not seeing? Is it off the? Oh, here it is. The spread is that the Falcons are four and a half point favorites on the road at the Jets, and I'm this might be this might be my lockum. I'm taking the Jets plus four and a half points here. I I I'll probably take the Jets up to 
as little as maybe plus three, but as it stands, plus four right now for the Jets. I'm putting my pocket. Look it. This Jets team doesn't play bad at home. Josh McCown is not playing bad football. They actually have some. It feels like they have a little bit more weapons here on the offensive side than what they give them credit. And I'm telling you, this is not a Matt Ryan of 2016. You might as well wave that one goodbye. See you later. Goodbye, because he's not coming back. This is the Matt Ryan. The Matt Ryan that we've been seeing this year is the Matt Ryan we need to expect. Good quarterback, not great. Taking the Jets plus four and a half as home dogs. We're moving on to the Patriots. The Patriots right now are hosting the Chargers. Now, this, again, is a 1 o'clock game. So, we have another West Coast to East Coast matchup. The Patriots opened up as 7.5-point favorite here at home, which I, I think is fair. Now, news is coming out that Dwight uh, what Hightower of the, the Patriots, which is their quarterback on defense, which is their man on defense, is out for the rest of the season. This is already a shitty defense. Look at, let's not one game persuade persuade our opinions on some of these teams. And, and, you know, you can always kick a trend once, but you have to consistently do it on a week-to-week basis to actually become a trend and prove that you can actually do something. For the first six weeks, this Patriots... Defense has showed nothing, showed nothing that they can stop anybody. Alone the fact that, you know, you had one good game Sunday night. That's, that's an easy game to get up for. But the Chargers are in good form. They're playing really good football. They went three in a row. I'll, I'll take the Chargers plus seven and a half. I don't know who's going to win this game outright, but this is going to be a dogfight until the fourth quarter. Chargers plus seven and a half. That's going to be part of my three-team parlay moving forward. Alright, so that, that matches up the, the 1 o'clock game. So just to get everybody caught up, Vikings-Brown, that's a 9.30 a.m. game over in London, picking the Vikings. We got the 49ers-Eagles, probably picking the 49ers if I can get more than 12 points for them. 1 o'clock game, Raiders-Bills, West Coast team out east, 1 o'clock game, Colts-Bengals, Snooze-Fest, Panthers-Bucks, one o'clock game. Got the Buccaneers in this matchup. Bears Saints have the Saints covering the nine. Don't trust Trubisky. Falcons Jets taking the Jets. And then we got the Chargers Patriots wrapping up the one o'clock games, which I'm taking Chargers plus seven and a half. So now now we go move to the four oh five games. Got an interesting matchup here. We got an interesting matchup here where the Texans are visiting the Seahawks. Deshaun Watson, amazing last couple of games. Now, now with the bye week that you're hoping, you're hoping that they can, you know, they start to implement a little bit more of the offense. Playing at a, a Seahawks, Seahawks, which, uh, which is coming back east from from the Giants game, at the moment. Seahawks are five and a half point favorites. This is a tough one for me. I, 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 I'm going to take the Texans here. I'm going to take the Texans here at plus five and a half. 
overall, Seattle has been too inconsistent for me to really, to really dive in and, and say that they're going to be five and a half point favorites. Now, it's going to, I'm interested to see how Deshaun Watson reacts to that front seven of actually the whole defense of Seattle because I just don't think he's played a defense like Seattle has played, like Seattle. So we'll see what the rookie does, but he can play, he can make, Deshaun Watson can, can make plays on his feet. He has DeAndre Hopkins, which is, is tied for the uh, league lead in touchdown receptions. And then f- since Fuller has returned, this offense has uh, took a giant step forward. This is not Seahawks. This is not like an offense I don't think they've really seen uh, in the last couple weeks. I'll take the Texans plus four and a, plus five and a half. And uh, not a whole lot of confidence, but... I'll take it. Oh, we got another 425. I think this is going to be the Fox, you know, America's game of the week. Um, We have the Cowboys are visiting the Redskins. Washington is two-point home dogs. I'm going to take the plus two. Now, Numberfire has the Cowboys win probability at 60.2% here. I understand that. But the Redskins... The Redskins were able to get Josh, um, Josh Reed going last last week. He actually uh, scored two touchdowns. He was targeted a lot. If they can get him going, I like where this office is headed. You know, Cowboys feel like they might be a little bit cocky here, coming off coming off a a slacking of the 49ers. But Washington home, they're a tough team. It's going to be a dogfight. Again, you know, you hear the coach say, these divisional games are tough. And anytime I can take two points for a home dog in a divisional game, I, I, I'm, I'm going to take it. So for that, I'll take the Redskins plus two at home. We got the Steelers are at the Lions. Again, the Lions are, are home dogs. They're two and a half point they're two and a half point dogs in, in this matchup. Now, look, I, I, I don't think the Lions give you anything you can be confident in over the last, over the last seven weeks. But they are coming off a bye. Uh, with that being said, I think you know you have a better offense in Pittsburgh. You have a better defense in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I, I, You know what? As long as the Steelers keep on giving Le'Veon Bell the ball, I'm going to take the Steelers here. I think they found... I, I think they found part of their offense. Uh, you know, Big Ben isn't the Big Ben of old, but Big Ben is great off the play action. You really don't have a better play action threat in the NFL than Le'Veon Bell. I'll take the Steelers minus two and a half as away favorites. Not my favorite thing to do, but I, I just I haven't seen anything in the lines recently that I, I have any confidence in. By the way, Martavius Bryant is benched for this game. He's going to be a healthy scratch. There's a lot of there's a lot of issues coming out of that Steelers locker room that I don't like for the long term, but you know. If you can eliminate that distraction and, and bench him and put him on the scout team, then do what you got to do. And then, that oh, 
and I, I missed this. I apologize. That is actually the Sunday night game as well. The Steelers are at the line, so that's a Sunday night game in in Detroit. It, looking at the schedule as a whole, we only have we only have two afternoon games or two two games in that four. 425 slot. We got the Texans at the Seahawks, which will be on CBS at 405. And then we got America's Game of the Week, which will be the Cowboys at the Redskins at 425. You got the Steelers Lion uh, for your Sunday night game. I I give that three out of five stars for matchup. And then your Sunday night game is the Broncos are at the Chiefs. The Chiefs here, seven point favorites at home against the Broncos. Broncos have shown me nothing to have faith in them. They they have, I want to say they have one of the worst pass passing offenses in the league. Let me get you the stats for you. So so yeah, when we compare offense, the offenses here. Denver's offense ranked 15th in the league with 338 yards. They're only averaging 223 passing yards a game. Every stat across the board on offense goes to goes to Kansas City. However, on the defensive side, Denver's ranked first in total yards in the NFL. They're ranked sixth against the pass. They rank second against the rush. Ooh. Denver Broncos only given up 71.8 yards a game on the ground. And I think that is actually, that is one of the strengths of the Kansas City offense. I might have to switch this. I don't know. I, I lean in Chiefs. I'm going to probably take Broncos plus seven in this matchup. Actually, I am. I'm going to take Broncos plus seven in the matchup just for, just for the simple fact that the, the Chiefs defense I mean, the Broncos' defense is better. It's getting colder. Don't have any faith in Alex Smith. And if the Chiefs can't run the ball, I don't, I don't, I don't trust Alex Smith in actually winning this game. He can manage a game. Don't think he's going to win it. So there you have it. There you have it. That's the big sentiment roundup. Hope you enjoy. Oh, shit. You know what I forgot? I didn't pick up my third game in my parlay. So my parlay right now is Jets plus four and a half, Chargers plus seven and a half. And my last game here, probably going to be Steelers minus two and a half. All right. Now I'm done. Thanks all for listening. You have a wonderful evening. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. The Matt Ryan of 2016, you might as well wave that one goodbye. See you later. Goodbye, because he's not coming back. This is the Matt Ryan. The, the Matt Ryan that we've been seeing this year is the Matt Ryan we need to expect. Good quarterback, not great. Taking the Jets plus four and a half as home dogs. We're moving on to the Patriots. The Patriots right now are hosting the Chargers. Now, this, again, is a 1 o'clock game. So we have another West Coast to East Coast matchup. The Patriots opened up as 7.5-point favorite here at home, which I, I think is fair. Now, news is coming out that Dwight, 
what high tower of the, the Patriots, which is their quarterback on defense, which is their man on defense, is out for the rest of the season. This is already a shitty defense. Look at let's not one game persuade persuade our opinions on some of these teams and and you know you can always kick a trend once, but you have to consistently do it on a week-to-week basis to actually become a trend and prove that you can actually do something. For the first six weeks, this Patriots defense has shown nothing, showed nothing that they can stop anybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.